But to satisfy their sinful hearts, they desired and turned and rebelled and ate of that tree. They experienced evil. And though they would chase after many things, they had lost paradise. They had lost the right to eat of the other tree. And Adam and Eve and all who followed after them, you and I, have been chasing after satisfaction ever since. And one can try to find satisfaction in things like the ice cream truck, but we know it won't last. But here, did you notice, did you catch the picture? Here there is satisfaction, right to the tree of life. The following is from Rock of Ages Lutheran Church in Payson, Arizona. June 2nd, 2019, Revelation 22, 12-20. That time of year again. You know that summer is approaching. You can smell it with the flowers and the sweet air. You can feel it with the warm temperatures. You can see it with the brighter colors and life springing up. But you know, you can also hear it. And I'm not just talking about the the melting waters and the, the rushing rivers that you hear this time of year. No, I'm talking about a different sound. You, you hear it coming. Spring is approaching. Maybe you even hear it without even realizing at first what you're hearing. You get a, a song stuck in your head. The melody that, as it comes, it gets closer and closer. And then as it approaches, you realize, yes, spring is coming because you hear what you often will hear in the warmer temperatures in Payson, the ice cream truck. And if you're in my neighborhood or neighborhood like mine, it'll make many stops as it sees children running out, eager to grab their coins or their bills, to wave it at it and try to stop it so they can find a nice, satisfying treat. Because they've heard it's coming and they're looking for something satisfying. Well, this morning we conclude our series to the book of Revelation as we hear another coming. And the calling and invite of this coming is one which gives us a far greater satisfaction. It's a, a lasting satisfaction. As we look at the final portion of the book of Revelation this morning, we see that the Lamb of God lives to satisfy all of our needs. Here, as we look at this portion, the closing book of Revelation, we've seen now many different things. Revelation has opened up to introduce to us that the Lamb of God lives and Jesus lives so that despite the struggles we have with our own sin, despite the struggles of the attacks of the enemy and persecution, he lives and he's with us. And he guides his people, his church, and he leads us through these tribulations, controls history, and he will take us from this world to bright glory standing before him. And he will, as we saw, put away forever all those who oppose and would seek to destroy and harm and we will have lasting peace. So this morning, we look at the final portion of the book of Revelation. And as we've looked last week, that, that picture of the new creation, we see as we're there, it's a lasting satisfaction that we find. To begin with, Jesus says here, Behold, I'm coming soon. We don't have to wait long for his coming. We should live with the expectation, much like a child would when they, when they know it's the day the ice cream truck is coming. We should be listening, ready, expect his coming because Jesus says, I am coming soon. When he comes, we know he's going to bring along with him the fulfillment of everything that's prophesied in this book. And that includes 
the fulfillment of all the warnings and the judgment against every evil. He says here, My reward is with me, and I will give to everyone according to what he has done. And maybe at first we might think of this as something good. Maybe like little children gathering up their coins, we might be wondering, do I have enough coins to receive something satisfying from my God, some reward? That's not why this is said. This is said as Jesus says it and as the psalmist says and Paul repeats in a sense of warning. In fact, when we hear that, we ought to first be rather terrified. He will come to the word here says reward, but really it's the idea of payback or good and for evil. And for every evil thought, every evil action, he will give what is justly due. And so instead of being like that child wondering if we have enough coins, we begin to realize that what we hold is only counterfeit toy money and it's worth nothing before our God. And what good is it anyways if we could bring something good before him because we realize our hands are muddy. Who can enjoy a nice tasty treat when your hands are filthy? The scriptures reveal, and we know, that there is no one who does good, not even one. And if we are to come before God seeking something satisfying, we're going to find we cannot stand before him. Like the psalmist tells us, who can stand in your holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart. So are your hands clean enough? Can we expect something satisfying, something good from our God? And no, don't misunderstand. It's not that you can change his rules to make it that you'll escape any judgment. He's the eternal one. He says, I am the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. He is the eternal, unchanging God. Though he's coming, he's always been around. And he's seen every evil deed. And if that's not enough, he's, as Jesus says, judged and seen every thought. Will we stand? Is there some comfort as we finish this book of Revelation? Well, here we see, repeated as we see throughout the book, incredible comfort for us, even though we struggle with sin, and even though we wonder if we deserve to enter in his presence. Will we enter that new creation? Blessed are those who wash their robes, that they may have the right to the tree of life and may go through the gates into the city. You see, our, our entrance into this new creation doesn't depend on our deeds. In fact, we are cleansed of our deeds, of our wickedness, and we are made clean so that we can enter God's city. It does not depend on what we do, but on the fact whether we are washed or not. And we know that this, this washing that we receive, it's given in Revelation 7, a very clear picture. Those who have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. We enter God's new creation and have access to this perfect paradise to come because of the blood of Jesus. He has paid our admittance. When Jesus comes again, and he's coming soon, we have our robes cleansed and washed so we will stand before him. Blessed are those. And did you get that picture? It says here that they may have right to the tree of life. Our parents, our first parents, Adam and Eve, thought to satisfy themselves by their own devices, didn't they? 
God had warned them, don't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But to satisfy their sinful hearts, they desired and turned and rebelled and ate of that tree. They experienced evil. And though they would chase after many things, they had lost paradise. They had lost the right to eat of the other tree. And Adam and Eve and all who followed after them, you and I, have been chasing after satisfaction ever since. And one can try to find satisfaction in things like the ice cream truck, but we know it won't last. But here, did you notice? Did you catch the picture? Here, there is satisfaction, right to the tree of life. And there's no mention of any other tree. Those who stand in this new creation are made new and holy. They have died, or they have been made new, and they no longer have that sinful heart. It says, outside are those who are the dogs, those who practice evil, sexual immorality, the murderers, idolaters, everyone who loves and practices falsehood. If now we begin to love sin, we're in danger because we're losing the love of God and his forgiveness. But someday, that will never be lost, we'll eat the tree of life and forever be satisfied in his kingdom. There'll be no more fear of losing out. There'll be no more losing paradise. It will be us, our God, the new creation and lasting satisfaction as we have access to that tree of life. And you might say, well, what about dogs, oddly enough? The dogs outside of heaven? Well, in John's day, the dogs were the people who or represent the people who rebelled against God. Picture those wild dogs that growl when you come in their territory, that snarl and reject any authority over them. That's what it's like in this world. That's what we once were by nature, rebelling and hating God. But in this new creation, renewed perfectly in the image of God, we will forever love our God and we will have his love and we will partake of his gift of the tree of life there's more comfort. This access that we have through the blood of Christ is to come to know what he's freely given. You might say, well, how did, how did I become the one who has such wonderful access? How do I know my robes are washed in the blood of the Lamb? And that I have right to that tree and access. Well, Jesus, the one who is the root and offspring of David, that is the one who comes before Abraham was born, and yet is descendant, according to his human nature, of David as our Savior, the God-man. Jesus has cleansed us with his free gift. He's invited you, the Spirit and the Bride, the Bride, the Church of Christ. Say, come. Come. And let him who hears say, come. Whoever's thirsty, let him come. Whoever wishes, let him take the free gift the water of life. You are cleansed. You are washed in the blood of Christ because of that invitation of your God who by his spirit and through his church, his bride, has called out to you, come, it's a free gift. And that free gift of the water of life was yours, received in baptism. Baptism was free, given to you without cost, except the cost of the blood of Christ. But no cost to you. And that free gift of the water of life is what the church declares to the world around. Come, now this message goes out through you. Let the one who hears say, come. You in turn invite others to know this, what really satisfies 
the peace and joy of forgiveness, the forgiveness that comes through knowing Christ, come. And you and I at this congregation call out, come. Come and experience something that really satisfies. And it satisfies now because Jesus, who once thirsted on the cross and called out, I thirst, as he took our place, says now to us, you have peace and forgiveness. Come, partake of this gift. And cleansed in the waters of baptism, through faith in him, that invitation has moved your hearts and brought you to be washed and cleansed. And now, along with all of God's church and this body of believers, we say, come. That's why we have, for example, our student teacher here this morning. She's training to say, come to others. That's why our congregation can send out missionaries and train workers, because they too will say, come to whoever hears. That's why the whole Christian church around the world, the bride of Christ, continues to daily say with you, come, receive the free gift. You know, this picture in Revelation, this closing portion of the scriptures, most comforting. Because right now we know things won't satisfy but what God has in store for us will satisfy. We've taken only a brief look at Revelation these past couple weeks. For six weeks, we've seen how the Lamb of God lives to do more than we could ever imagine for us. Allow me to share briefly with you words from someone who, after many years of struggling with this book, began to realize what a treasure it is. He spoke of the great and lasting comfort we find. He said, In a word, our holiness is in heaven where Christ is, and not in the world, before men's eyes, like goods in the marketplace. Therefore, let there be offenses, divisions, heresies, and faults. Let them do what they can, if only the word of the gospel remains pure among us, and we love and cherish it. And we won't doubt that Christ is with us, even when things are at their worst. And we see here in this book that through and beyond all plagues, beasts, and evil angels, Christ is nonetheless with his saints and wins the final victory. As said by a reformer in the Lutheran Church, despite all the struggles, despite all the trials, we now have full satisfaction. The ice cream truck and other things may temporarily satisfy, but it can't last. But we have the invitation. We have the word of Christ and the spirit of God through his church cries out, come. And until then, despite what comes our way, despite the evils of this world, despite the trials, we still say, come. Find cleansing. The Lamb of God lives. And in him you find lasting satisfaction. Come quickly, Lord. Amen. Amen.